0: Hi, welcome to the Book Talks podcast. It's a podcast where we interview traditionally and self-published authors. What's their story about? What inspired them? What tips and advices they can give to aspiring writers and authors as well? In today's episode, we will be talking to Mr. James Benedict. He is the author of the book entitled End of Time, The Devil Wants Your Soul. Uh, humanity is in the end of ages with many warnings of what is to come war pestilence famine mayhem and earthquakes with an endless list of tragedies this is to be followed by the end of time and final judgment but before the end of time the devil and his demons are in frenzy to snatch your soul because humanity has been given redemption the fallen angels do not have such a gift but now but now Their eternal end is in sight for the boiling pits of hell. Now they have come after all scuffers and for you. They are coming. They want your soul. Fasten your seatbelt for the ride of your life with demons in dire pursuit. This is a very good description of what is inside the book, uh, Mr. Benedict. Um, How did you come up with the story? It's kind of intriguing, especially these days. Uh, Go ahead. Tell us your story.
1: Well, you know, uh, James, the uh, I kind of always felt that the the genres of literature are the spices of life. And I have written uh, various different ones. This one has to deal with horror. And I felt that the best horror story should be true to life that affects all of us. And that is the end of time. You actually get that from the Bible in the last book known as Revelation.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: this is what inspired me to write the book to begin with.
0: Perfect. Uh, I mean, this, this is something that is kind of intriguing. I, I, I've seen, I'm, I'm, uh, I myself, I'm into these kinds of genres. Uh, um, I recently saw a movie by, I don't know if you're familiar, it's Nicolas Cage uh, entitled The Knowing. Um, it's basically, it's also talking about end of time. It's also talking about uh, um, faith. I think when, when I was going over your, your book, um, uh, I think it's, 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 it's a thought-provoking and engaging exploration of, uh, of uh, I've encountered this word, uh, eschatology. Are you familiar with that term?
1: Yes, I am. Yes. Life after death.
0: Exactly. It's basically concerned with death, judgment, and basically final destiny of the soul and of humankind. Um yes. it, 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 on, on, on the it's it's uh this book uh you delve into the complex topic of eschatology and spiritual warfare, right? Um uh basically what inspired you to explore these kinds of themes and what do you hope your readers will gain from this book?
1: Well, to begin with, James, um, I shipped out in the Merchant Marine, and I shipped over to Africa, Mm -hmm. and we hit the countries along the entire West Coast, from Dakar, Senegal, to the Cape of Good Hope. And during that time, some of the countries we hit, like Lagos, Nigeria, uh, during that time was the Biafra Revolution, where one tribe was exterminating another tribe. I mean, killing not just the men, but women and children. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It was so disturbing for me that what I did is shortly thereafter, I entered a Benedictine monastery. And uh, through the spirituality and studies, I learned about eschatology and and, uh, spirituality. And we went verse by verse through the Bible. Mm -hmm. And this has inspired me actually to write this book end of time
0: I mean you you you've mentioned that at the back of the book I, I, um, I, I, if I could recall um, uh, that is would, would you say that that would be like a, a turning point one of the turning points in your life
1: yes definitely mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I mean um, you're, you're uh, I mean all praises to you because your, your writing combines, like, biblical references, you know, historical context, and basically personal anecdotes, like what you just said. Um, how did you, like, uh, approach the the process of blending these elements to create such a cohesive narrative?
1: Well, basically, any good author, you, you have to pay attention to detail. Yeah. And you have to have clarity and discipline. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, you have to understand through the studies that I had, we didn't only go through the Bible, we went through spirituality and and, uh, uh, philosophy and uh, all those studies. Um, It sort of hones in your perception of life. And I guess one of the stark realities in life is that Long before the downfall of humanity, there was the downfall of the angels in heaven. Mm -hmm. And the thing that's difficult to grasp is that this struggle between good and evil is always going on. And the people of today needs to understand that. And this is why any individual needs daily prayer, worship, devotion, Mm -hmm. things of that nature. Because how else are you going to combat evil?
3: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and you look I, at what's going on in our world today, the yeah. killings that's happening in our schools. I mean, my God, I went to many different schools. I went to three high schools, and uh, I never had to contend with that. Our children and grandchildren do, and, and yeah. it's disturbing.
0: It's disturbing, definitely. Definitely, you know, um, one of the data that I saw recently, and I think this is a, an information that is basically accessible to, to everyone. It's just that they, they have different um, versions of reality, so to speak. Did you know that the most, the number one, uh, um, like, like mortality rate wise for kids, it's not disease, it's guns. And yeah. it's 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 very alarming and in, in right uh, I, I I couldn't agree more that uh, we live in a world right now where access to information it can can just be you know can can be extracted by simply typing uh 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 things on, on your computer, on your on your cell phone, but we've never been uh, so polarized than ever as a, as a community, as a society. Uh, which is Correct. which is kind of different when you know when when there should be an advancement of technology there should be a betterment of life easier communication but we've been you know uh, uh so polarized so uh, i think that's uh, um with with uh, also with uh with my next question mr Benedict, is that um what 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 basically uh, do you hope for? Because I'm afraid these kinds of stories right now, though these are fictional kind of stories, but it seems like fiction is becoming more of a reality these days, don't you think?
1: Very much so, yes.
0: Right? Yes. Yeah, and I uh,
1: think the one thing we want to keep in mind is this, that we're all in the same boat <laughs> exactly. and we're all seasick. And the main thing in life To combat anything is to keep the faith. And what is faith? Your personal relationship with God. Hmm. And I think people are getting away from that. And through this story, I try to bring it back into context.
0: Wow. I mean, these are the kinds of stories that needs to be reinforced. These needs to be seen by a bigger uh, I mean, larger set of audience because rightfully so. Um, I like the fact that the, you know the the book definitely has a purpose, definitely has a message. Um, uh, and one of those basically um, the end the end times and spiritual warfare are are subjects that uh, basically evoke different interpretations and beliefs. Um, how did you like navigate presenting? Uh, diverse perspectives while maintaining a balance and informa- informative approach? What, was that like a conscious effort that you've done on the... Because uh... basically, I think when you're writing, it's 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 not an easy one to, to do because you've presented basically diverse perspectives, right? Yes. How, well, how... I think the
1: thing... Mm-hmm. To understand is that when we talk about demon activities, and we got to remember when Jesus Christ, our Messiah, came aboard, um he did, he performed a lot of exorcisms. A mm-hmm. lot of those demons are still around. And that's mm-hmm. a hard thing to comprehend. But the yeah. main thing is when you talk about demon activities, they seem like they're in random, mm-hmm. but they're not. They're never mm-hmm. random. They're precise patterns. And mm-hmm. in the book, I try to explain that that they occur in what they call a unicursal hexagram, which is a six-pointed star. Mm-hmm. So that in the book, you have the first bizarre murder, and it, it's actually a demon massacre, which occurs in New Canaan, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And what they're trying to do is through the aid. Uh, They asked for help, and they sent over from the Vatican uh, Monsignor Moretti, who's an exorcist. And he explains to them that the first point on the star, we know it's New Canaan, Connecticut. But as Mm. each bizarre incident occurs, then we'll be able to pinpoint, and hopefully, hopefully through extrapolation, we can determine where we're going to wind up and can we get ahead of this and put a stop to it? And uh, basically he says, everybody knows that the number 666 Mm. stands for Satan. But Mm. what people don't realize is it's also the frequency of occurrences. So in other words, you add the numbers together, you know, within 18 days, another occurrence will happen. But what Mm. happens as each occurrence occurs, then it goes down. 12 days, six days, right down to each day. Mm-hmm. And so everybody is upset in the, in the book. I mean, uh, the main character, uh, uh, chief police, uh, Ted Burroughs, he's upset because the killings that took place, some of the victims are his own parents. So wow. this is why he calls me for help. And uh, as Moretti Monsignor Moretti tries to explain to all of them, he says, you know, your modus operandi Mm
2: -hmm. will have
1: to change dramatically." He says, Mm -hmm. it's gonna be exorcism versus arrest, holy water versus guns, and prayer rights versus common laws. And the story that unwinds, there are more mass killings Mm -hmm. and actually what happens how it unfolds the readers are going to have to finish the book to find out
0: wow okay that's 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 uh that's definitely enticing that is well put because the way it works right now is that you, you know there there uh, obviously there are um a lot of genres re- talking about end of the world kind of you know f- fiction novel but I think what makes your book um, uh, sets apart is that it's it's a compelling the, the the story basically progresses obviously, but it keeps readers to to basically ask questions and those questions are basically answered uh, as they progress in the story, right? Correct. Yeah, and uh, with the have have you. Uh, Have you uh, shared this to um, some of your friends, relatives, and what do they think about your writing?
1: Well, the thing some of them liked was that um, in the book, as I'm writing the book, I have questions on my mind.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So the characters in the book are asking these questions. Mm -hmm. And Monsignor Moretti is trying to answer them. And hopefully, it will answer some of their own questions. The readers. Mm-hmm.
0: I see this book as well as somewhat like uh, I don't know if you do the same do, do see it the same way, but uh, on on a, uh, a motion picture kind of format. Have you Have you thought oh, of that? That would
1: be. That would be great.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, the characters uh, are are, are well developed, um, and you like what you said earlier, faith plays a significant role in the book. As you mentioned earlier, what is faith? It's basically your relationship with God, right? Um, Absolutely. Can you share your thoughts on how readers can deepen their faith and uh, basically cultivate a, a spiritual life that is resilient in the ch- in, in the face of challenges?
1: Well, you know, it has to be personal prayer. And, we, and when you pray, it doesn't have to be fancy or wordy. You're speaking to your Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. So each day, take the time to thank Him. Thank Him for the gifts that He has given us. I mean, let's face it. He gave us the gift of life. He gave us His Son who died for us and gained us redemption. We've gained the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Those are things to be very thankful for. I know Mm -hmm. there's a great deal going on in the world that people say, well, I don't know. Why did this happen or why does that happen? Mm -hmm. The main thing is to keep things in perspective. Where are we going? Who is leading us there? There's only one leading us on the path, and that's Jesus Christ, his only begotten son. So through prayer and then a lot of people are turned off by the church, but the way I look at it is, as Noah's Ark is the life-saving vessel through mm-hmm. the flood waters, the church is the life-saving vessel through the waters of baptism.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's important to understand.
3: Mm-hmm. And you
1: know, mm-hmm. the church has existed for over 2,000 years.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing has existed that long, yeah. except from the Spirit.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's important to have a life where you give worship, you do devotion. And I'm one of the first ones to admit the Bible is not easy to read or understand mm-hmm. because God speaks to us an allegory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Allegory is a lot of symbolism. How do mm-hmm. you determine, like in the book of Revelation, the beast with seven heads? My God, how do you explain that to children? um but the point is through the allegory through the parables that our lord speaks to us the message comes through. so you never stop you continually pray worship and give devotion
0: that is very powerful uh um and i think w- um, with you uh with your background uh you have been to monastery. I think you're the right person to, uh, uh um. You have this, uh, you know, uh, writer's credibility to discuss this kind of stuff, and I, I would agree. Bible is not an easy read, but I think I, 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 I it's 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 a for me Bible reading the Bible. I'm I'm a Christian too, and uh, reading the Bible is a is a personal journey, right? No one could ever yeah. force you. To, to ride and under I mean r- r- read and understand it it's basically uh it should be personal uh, s- same with our with our faith right now we talk about faith or, yeah we, we talk about faith earlier now let's talk about temptation and end of time addresses uh uh the nature of of evil and the battle between good and evil right um how do you like encourage readers to um, discern the forces at play in their own lives and actively resist temptation?
1: That's the, the million-dollar question. Um, <laughs> for me,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, I tell you, and I'm 74 years old and I still find it difficult to go to confession. I go yeah. to confession regularly Mm-hmm. But I still don't find it an easy thing to do.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: why do I do it? Because I believe.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: guess the best thing to say is your belief
2: mm-hmm.
1: in a higher being, God, a heavenly Father. Once you believe, nothing's impossible.
0: Amen. I mean, Amen. Uh, yeah, w- 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 it, uh, it, with with um nowadays you know it's it's uh, uh as, as they say uh, the most accessible uh, emotion uh, is basically not logic but uh, you know us reacting to things and uh you know when I, I I'm always reminded that the word of God is the word of truth right um when when you know his path you 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 might get swayed but you will never go wrong follow, following his path um cool. uh, uh, um have you encountered any um uh, uh criticisms or any any person that has been critical uh regarding the way you write ah uh,
1: no no Actually not. In fact, I wrote the book, God Loves You, which is a spiritual reflection and humanity's paradox. And I've been a uh, religious teacher for over 36 years. And it's my students that help me write. Uh, They ask questions and they, you know, they say, I don't understand this. I don't understand that. And it's these questions that made me write. I'm
0: trying mm-hmm. to give
1: answers in, in these books. So mm-hmm. um, End of Times is actually my uh, 18th book. Your 18th and, book.
0: Uh, wow.
1: I enjoy writing. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh I I uh, I see here that uh, um on the on the form that you actually sent you also you, you've written Choices Through the Sea of Life. That's one.
1: That's an autobiography, yes.
0: Yes. Uh, Sunshine and Race of Hope. It's uh, an adventure novel. Uh, um, God That loves one me. is
1: actually about the immigrants coming over to America.
0: Uh, that's the, the Sunshine and Race of Hope. Wow, okay. I, I would. I would love to have another interview regarding those kinds of books. I mean, uh, this book, uh, End of Time. You said it's your thirty sixth. Was it?
2: Say that again.
0: Oh, uh, um, this is your, this is your thirty sixth book.
1: No, the no. This Time. is my eighteenth. Uh, eighteenth.
0: Okay. All right. And you also. Uh, um. Published humanity's paradox, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Spiritual reflection.
0: Uh, yes. mm. A- I mean, with with this, uh, with this uh, uh, book. I mean, when when I was going over it uh, earlier, the, the basically the book explores um, uh, the science of the times and offers insights into uh, interpreting current events in in light of eschatology, right? Um yes. how do you how do you like suggest readers approach uh understanding and engaging with these signs without falling into fear or speculation?
1: Oh despair, sure. Um uh, we all can fall into despair, but that's why we do. Mm-hmm. And and that's and this is critical, this is why they need to daily pray. Keep strong in their faith worship, um, because the gifts are in your soul.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, the gift of the Holy Spirit, uh, knowledge, understanding, wisdom, counsel, um, piety, fear of the Lord, and fortitude to mm-hmm. persevere in the faith. They're there, mm-hmm. but they will not blossom unless you utilize them. Does that mm-hmm. make sense to you? Yes,
0: yes, that, yes, yeah. It's there. That's
1: why yes and that's why we need to utilize those gifts so that they'll blossom into love patience understanding and so forth
0: mhm it won't be useful unless you enable it right uh but it, it, it's Correct. always there it's just only a matter Correct. of you know uh ex- basically exhausting the possibilities of it and uh um uh, one of the goal of uh, this podcast is to basically inspire, uh, p- you know, potential writers. Uh, um, uh, so I think the next uh, uh, question is a two-parter. Okay, two-part question. Um, okay. You, you, you've, you've published a lot of books and uh, you do have this uh, uh, credibility to, to basically give an advice to writers who wants to start their story. That's number one. And number two, what would you advise to those writers that are experiencing uh, writer's block that they don't know how to like push or make progress? Yeah,
1: okay. I'll tell you the truth. Um, Years ago, I was in the same boat. Oh, okay. And at the monastery, I had the uh, privilege to meet uh, a Mr. Frank Sheed, who started the Sheed & Ward Publishing Company. He came there to give a uh, a priestly retreat, and I asked him afterwards, and I was only a novice at the time, I said, uh, Mr. Sheed, I've read your book, The Catholic Church and I, and I said, what is the secret to good writing? And I'm going to give the advice to others that he gave to me. He said, Sonny, just keep writing and let the passions flow. As the passions flow, Good writing will come out. He says, throw away the bad writing and keep the good writing.
0: (laughs) 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 Keep the fashions flow. Keep writing. Yes. Yes. I mean that's a that's a, that's a simple yet concise advice, don't you think? I mean it's a, it's a, it's all you need. I mean it's basically all you need. I mean the, the you know the the power of written word. They say nowadays that with the advancement of technology, uh, books may become obsolete uh, obsolete uh, uh, in 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 time. But I I, I, I I, I don't think so. I, I, I don't I don't agree with that because
1: uh, no, you, that would be a great mistake.
0: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, society basically progresses with the uh, with the learnings and the mistakes of the past. And what better way to basically uh, go back in time is to basically read books, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, you know, uh, the
1: good thing about books it unlocks your mind to yes. think, mm-hmm. your heart. To feel, and your soul, to get involved.
0: I, I totally agree. Uh, I mean, because uh, basically, it's it's uh it's somewhat like a, a giving you uh guidelines and basically guides even right. Um, um, yes. Um. Also on your book, uh, personal responsibility. I think is is a recurring theme on the book, right? We need to be accountable for our actions. Uh,
1: Very much so.
0: Right. So, uh, Mr. Benedict, how do you inspire readers to take ownership of their uh, spiritual journey and actively participate in the battle against evil?
1: Well, the first thing is is one needs to take uh, to to read the Bible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Typically, Mm -hmm. I I read a. five uh, chapters a day. Every Mm -hmm. day. I set Mm -hmm. time aside, and I do that. I set time aside every day. I I do the Divine Mercy Chaplet. I do a rosary, Mm -hmm. but I set time for prayer, for what we used to call Lectio Divina, divine reading. Mm -hmm. And then there's things that I don't understand. You know, I've taken uh, religious studies, and I still take Bible studies. Wow. It helps to open the mind. I mean, you never Mm -hmm. stop studying. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. In
1: writing a book, you just can't write about anything and and make up everything. You need to do your homework. I have Mm -hmm. a great deal of research I do to make sure that when I'm addressing something, am I explaining it properly?
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And in fact, in in any of the books, uh, CIA commits I had to research on the CIA and sunshine and rays of hope on the immigrants where did they come into the united states Mm
2: -hmm. even
1: in choices through the city of life i had to make sure that i had certain places i visited and the things i did did i have it accurately written so research (laughs) do your homework
0: exactly well uh, i mean I like the fact that, uh, again, I mean, just, just if in any case our potential book buyers and listeners to this podcast have missed, you have written not only for one particular genre. You you, you said it earlier. It's, a, it's an espionage thr- thriller uh, entitled CIA Kibitzers. Uh, you've also had your autobiography book. You've also had... Uh, about uh, books about immigrants entitled Sunshine and Race of Hope. I mean um, I, I, I think with your uh, uh with your publishing company I think uh, uh, I think Jade and the rest of the team uh in your Linkprint and you are media uh would be able to assist you um to basically create a buzz, you know, um uh, uh, uh because basically, you know, publishing the book is just only making the book available right? I think it goes for any type of product that you would need to like, uh, create a momentum. You know, Word of mouth advertising is still the best advertising you can get, no matter what business you're in. So uh, uh, I think you're in good hands. And uh, as, as we wind down with this interview, Mr. Benedict, um, you know, we talk about faith, temptation, uh, accountability. Let's talk about Prayer, uh, it it's it's emphasized as a powerful tool in spiritual warfare. Uh, uh, can you can you basically like provide? I, I think you've answered this earlier, but can you provide practical advice or techniques for readers who want to incorporate prayer into their daily lives and spiritual practice? Is there such technique or or?
1: Well, the one thing, when you're doing prayer, you're doing it to God, our Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking to your Heavenly Father. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Be sincere, be open, and say not only what's on your mind, but what is in your heart and soul. If a person does that daily, they'll be on the right track, because believe me, he listens, he knows, and he understands.
0: Amen. I mean, um, uh, I I totally agree. C- Cause sometimes we lose sight of the fact that these challenges in our lives, uh, you know, it can it, it, it this is not given to us just for us to give up. You know, this is given to us because God knows that we're capable of overcoming such obstacles, right? That is cool. Uh, yeah, and you said that you're 74 years old?
1: I'm 74. My wife is 74. And just to let you know, uh, my wife's an invalid. Uh, oh. She's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I take care of her it's, uh, 24-7. But wow. you never give up. Wow! Life will always throw you challenges and curves, but mm-hmm. you never give up. Each of us learns to carry our crosses.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very powerful. Uh, uh, And uh, it's also a reminder that these days to be, I think, to be gentle with people that you interact with. uh, Because, again, going back, we live in a world where information is easily accessible, right? I mean, but the, the, the thing is, we don't know how what how big of a cross that that one person is carrying
1: that's for sure
0: yeah and and with us uh it 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 basically i saw this one um one one quote uh, uh over the weekend that uh you know the i think one of the things for us human beings is that we are we are supposed to be humane right? I mean, we don't, we, we need to be, because so. basically we don't know the cross that somebody's carrying. You, 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 how long have you been married, if I may ask?
1: Uh, we got married in 1976, so that's been uh, 47 years.
0: 47 years. Wow. Uh, I mean, I, 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 you inspire me. Uh, uh, talking to you right now, it gave me such perspective. Um, first of all, you don't sound like you're seventy four, uh, uh, and <laughs> uh, um, I mean, with I uh, was
1: born I, in nineteen forty nine, the same year that NATO was formed. Wow, that
0: I mean, you, you and you still have that. You know, I mean, uh, that uh, very clear, vivid memory. I mean, I, I mean. Uh, is there such a a secret to it? I mean, do you, do you do?
1: Well, I th- I think basically uh, I'll be honest with you. It's uh, keeping up in your faith and keeping up in reading. Keep your mind active.
0: Agree. I, ha- I, mean, I I mean. I mean. I think it also helps that you've been an educator for thirty plus years, um, and. Uh, uh, I mean, this book is just one of. I think you you, you um, being an author is is something that. I, I, I mean, everyone's everyone can be a writer, but not everyone can be an author. Uh, I think it, being an author is something like. Uh, it's also a journey, you know, uh, um, like you've mentioned. Earlier, you've you've encountered some some hurdles too, writer's block on how to basically make progress. But here you are right now. Uh, I mean, this is definitely a great book, and um, uh, with this story, uh, end of time, it basically challenges like readers to also like contemplate in their beliefs and and reassess uh, you know, your spiritual journey, right? Um, uh, how do you like suggest to readers to navigate potential doubts or conflicts that may arise during this process?
1: Yeah. You know, as you go through life, everybody doubts Uh and everybody has despondency at times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm And, uh, The best advice I ever got was from my grandfather who said, grandson, don't make a major decision right off. Sleep on it. Pray on it. Reflect on it. And then he says, wake up the next day. If you find you're still hesitant and you're despondent, pray again. Reflect again. But he says, I tell you what, take your time before you decide. And I think too many people today, it's in the heated response, uh, like, for example, all these killings that's going on, if yeah. we would stop with the, before and think and pray and yeah. just say, "Wait a minute. Yes, I'm angry with the world, but am I doing the right thing?" Uh-huh. And the answer will come right through: No, uh-huh. I'm not doing their own thing. So
0: uh-huh.
1: that's the best advice I can give.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that that's a that's a very good advice. But uh, talking about uh, uh, the killings, uh, um, let's say for example, uh, do 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 you think that a, uh, a society needs um, a call to action? I mean, when somebody's angry, try to basically, you know, kill someone and. Uh, I I know it's best that that person needs to think his or her decision, but what do you think, uh, uh, how do you you think society plays a vital role in in this kind of of plague that we're on right now?
1: Well, you know, I grew up in the 50s and 60s.
2: -hmm.
1: When I went to school, every morning, it didn't matter what your faith was, what your religion was or how what you felt we stood up we did the i pledge of allegiance to the flag and then every morning the bible was passed from student to student and we each read from the bible Mm
3: -hmm.
1: we need faith back in the family we need faith back in the schools and we need it in our work and in our military yes it has deteriorated and gone from each. And you, you know, I lived on Francis Street in Waterville, Maine. We had back then in the 50s, no 70 homes, no divorce. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. first divorce came in the 60s. Mm-hmm. There was no divorce on that street prior mm-hmm. to that. Wow. Now, today, you look at so how rampant divorce is. Yeah. And then you start looking, things have deteriorated and you say, how did we ever get to this point? Quite simply, we took faith out of the home, out of the school, and out of work.
2: Wow.
0: That's, uh, that's a lot of think- That's For me, that's a lot to think of. I mean, I, it's. I think it's my yeah. first time to uh, I've interviewed a lot of authors for this podcast but I think this is the first time that uh, uh, I think this it, this is a spiritual journey to me talking to you and uh, I never thought of that because I I mean we, we are uh, talking about uh, um, a book that is basically uh, uh, you know it's 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 bound to scare you but in a way it got, it got me so got, got me I don't know it got me it got me so inspired. In a way and I think that's one of the messages of of of, uh, of the book um, uh, again the title of the book uh, end of time the devil wants your soul by mr. James Benedict as we as we uh, end this uh, interview I, I I can't thank you enough mr. Benedict uh, uh, for answering these questions um, uh, as, as readers engage with your book what do you what do you hope they, they will ultimately take away from uh, their reading experience and apply to their lives. I think that's my final question.
1: Okay. The best answer I can, I can uh, give to that question is keep the faith and persevere on, let the passions flow.
0: Keep the faith, persevere on, and let the passion flow. Amen man that is so well put I thank you so much for your time Mr. Benedict I, I, I'm excited
1: that. I thank uh, you yeah I, I
0: mean in, in, you're uh, you're uh, you're an epitome of, of what a good person is I think you know caring for your for your wife you've been married for 47 47 years right
1: 47 years
0: 47 years wow I would love to talk to you more regarding these other books um that you have published in some other time but for now i really thank you for your time that you spend with me again the title of the book for for our our listeners and potential book buyers uh grab a copy of the book it's already on amazon And of time the devil wants your soul by mr james benedict thank you sir thank you have a great one bye-bye